You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Mary, you know, the conservatives are warning us that critical race theory, teaching critical race theory in the schools is going to destroy our young people's faith in democracy because they're no longer going to believe that this country was founded on the greatest values and has continued to shine as the greatest democracy in the world. I, I got news for them. We don't need critical race theory to do that. All we need is like the election bureau, uh, the election commission in New York to tell Americans, you know what? We're just not very good at democracy. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was listening um, either yesterday, this morning, whatever, and they were talking about this F up at the, um, I don't know, what are they called? The Board of Elections in New yeah. York. And I thought to myself, I don't remember as a young person, a young voter, ever being aware that elections could be such a mess. No, and it's, I mean, I'm going to pick on New York today just because it's its just happening now. But you go state to state, uh, you know, whether it's the counting uh, on the days itself or the endless, we're talking to you, Arizona, uh, audits and recounts and everything, we just are at a point where we've forgotten how to do this, I guess. Or, you know, I do wonder whether it's something we always were kind of not that good at and um, that it's just been, um, you know, broadcast and discussed and it's just part of the media ecosystem. Because if you remember when John Kerry ran for president and in Ohio, there were these long, long lines. I don't know if you remember this, but on election day. And so they were like going to court to keep the polls open late. And our polling place, which um, Mo and I live in a very um, integrated area in the way, but it's like three distinct groups, right? And one is a lot of Orthodox Jews then there's a lot of African-Americans and then there's white Catholics <laughs> yeah, basically who lives here. And usually you go to the polling booths and you'd see all our different groups and you'd see your neighbors and friends, but you didn't wait in line for hours. And that time we did. So there was some talk that there was something nefarious were going on and the Democrats were, you know, thinking that, that something had been rigged, kind of what was happening now. And then if you remember when the vote went to get certified the same, the January 6th date, um, the Congresswoman from here stood up and objected and, and Maxine Water objected and went on and on. You know, the, the grown up in the room was John Gary who said, okay, so whatever, you know, Bush won. So I was thinking about that this morning, which is there probably has been a lot of that but where you have processes, and I didn't understand that in New York, um, the party bosses pick the election workers. And so that some people are saying 
so it's not best people managing the elections. But the other thing, John, is are have boards of election ever been run very well? Because it's probably a very bureaucratic. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of nepotism. Governmental agency that only has to do their thing once a year or once every two years. Yeah, I yeah, it it seems like problems, uh, incompetence are kind of baked into this. And to me, it poses the question, you know, what is our problem? Is our problem that that they're incompetent, they don't do it very often? Uh, It's a political thing. Everybody hires their cousin, kind of all that kind of thing. Is that it? Or you used the word nefarious before, are elections being rigged? I mean, go way back to 1960, uh, you know, it's constantly been claimed uh, that Mayor Daley, uh, maybe in cooperation with the mob, Sam Giancana, uh, helped to rig the election for John Kennedy. Never proved. Nixon, frankly, believed it. Uh, chose not, not to act on that. And, you know, that's really kind of the two choices, although the Republicans think there's a third choice, that it's not incompetence or rigging at the level of counting the election. It's letting too many people vote who we don't want to vote, that that's where the election corruption is. And if we just narrowed it in so that people who didn't have a driver's license or had a job all week uh, couldn't vote, we wouldn't have these problems. But John, is is anything different happening in New York, really, when you think about it, where the old school party bosses don't want any of them, you know, so-called Dominicans and everybody else, you know, the the wide um, group of people that live in New York, and they don't want the franchise expanded to all of those individuals and all those different bureaus. I'm not so sure it is any different because if it doesn't really matter whether the reason is I don't want black people to vote or I don't want those people to vote, whoever those people are. So I think what we look at as kind of good government and let's expand the franchise as far as it will go and let the chips fall where they may. I think for the folks in power in many, many environments, I don't care if that's the South, I don't care if that's Arizona, I don't care if that's New York City, they want to retain power at all costs, and they know how to retain power, which is to limit the franchise. Well, they do. And, you know, I'm sitting first, by the way, I was wondering, you mentioned that they wanted to exclude the Dominicans. Did you mean as opposed to the Jesuits and the Franciscans? <laughs> no, but I just like that was the first minority group that came to mind. But OK, sure. Every, OK, whatever. Any Catholics, yeah. right. <laughs> Only to let the Jesuits vote. But I, I, what I was really thinking about was it has been basic to our system. Let elections be local. Uh, let them be run locally. And we have had a history, you know, go back to Tammany Hall, to these kind of things, certainly to Mayor Daley, go back to Texas. Uh, Lyndon Johnson, uh, you know, lost an election where he knew a ballot box had been stolen and he made up his mind that if anybody was going to steal votes, it was going to be him. But we still have said we've got to stay local. That's what the Republicans are screaming uh, about the Voting Rights Act, that 
uh, it's an attempt to federalize it. Maybe we should be looking at national uh, election norms and regulation. Uh, do we need to put a higher level of I don't know, bipartisan professionalism into it? Or is it enough to simply leave it to uh, anybody you can get together in New York? I'm, it's really a hard question because at the end of the day, I think one of the things as citizens that we must admit to each to ourselves is that there is much to be gained from holding public office. We, you know, would like never want to be in public office. So you can't understand like why is somebody running for Congress or county commissioner or whatever it is. But people in those jobs oftentimes are not doing what's best for the people. They're doing what's best for themselves. Donald Trump was not unique in that way. Now, the, the result of that is so much cynicism in the populism, right? Even we're very cynical about it. Nonetheless, um, whenever there is goods to be had and power to be had, people are going to misuse the system as they can. So how do you build rules, um, processes to minimize um, what is happening in New York? I think what happened in New York is more incompetence than anything else. They had a new system, a complicated system, and they just weren't ready for it. The thing that always amazes me in 2021 is the complexity of our systems that get a widget from Amazon's warehouse to my house. And that none of that, um, those analytics, those thinking, that data mining end of it can be used to manage our election systems. That's, well, that always amazes yeah. me. I mean, and it's interesting you say that because that's exactly what I was thinking was why don't Amazon not only can get, I ordered something yesterday that has already arrived here today. Not only does it do that, it thinks through what else I might like, and it suggests that to me. So, I mean, the competence is there. Uh, we do lots and lots of things online. Frankly, I don't know why we can't vote online. Uh, and I know people say, well, you know, there's lots of possibility uh, for fraud. Well, there's possibilities for incompetence and fraud all, all over the place. But that would be a step way, way, way too far. I mean, we can't even agree on whether people can mail in their ballots. Honestly, I mean, so, so the simplest parts of it. So I was, you know, telling that story about when Kerry was elected. So the next four years later, when Obama was running, I think I've told this story before, but Obama you know, asked lawyers all over the country, but in Ohio particularly, to go sit at the polls, kind of as poll watchers. So I was doing that as a good Democrat that I am. And what I realized from sitting in this little polling station in the west side of Cleveland was that the woman running the polling station was super nice, but I knew more about how the system worked than she did. And I was like a one-time um, volunteer. So it's not even incompetence. It's like, how do you gear up for a big thing like that? And those people go back to their regular jobs and gear up and people go back to their regular jobs. 
And one of the things I heard yesterday from uh, some, some of the commentator is that every single person who is able should sign up to work for the Board of Elections for the 2022 elections. And one way to minimize shenanigans is to have people in those positions of power who are going to say, that's not what happened. This is what saved us in 2020, right? In Georgia yep. in particular. These just local election workers saying, no, we there was no fraud. And so again, the system only runs when the people get involved in it. If you let the greedy old bosses, not if it's New York or Georgia or whatever, run the show, they're going to run it for their self-interest. And they that's are. not how democracy should work. No. And you know, part what I read of what you're saying is for democracy to work, more people have to actively be part of the democracy. Right. I, I, I think that that's right. Instead of outsourcing, which in a sense we do, we go to the polls every four years and think that's all we need to do to preserve democracy. And if the last five or six years have taught us every anything, that's not enough for us to maintain. Just voting every four years or every two years is not enough for us to maintain the democracy. So, again, we can learn this lesson again and again. And I'm a little bit over blaming the Republicans or New Yorkers or whatever. It doesn't really matter. We all live in a space and this one space for me in Ohio, you in Illinois, and we can make sure that the right thing is done where we live. We can. And you know what I'm envisioning? Because at least up here where I vote, uh, the people who work at the polls are all like the age I am now. They're like all older people. I think that's pretty common. And the key thing, and you could do this, the women who work there almost invariably wear white pants and walking shoes. <laughs> Don't they? You can picture that, right? And, and I think sometimes, like at the precinct I went to, I swear some of those people have lived in that area for the last 40 years. I, you don't need voter ID to come in. They know everybody. If you came in and said, I'm John Paulette, I live at 704 Highland, they'd say, no, you don't. So I know who a, lives there. And it ain't you. So interesting, John. You have to change your polling place anyway. But I do. Remember uh, before voter ID? And I've been thinking about this, like, what did you do? Did you just walk in and sign the book? I think that is what we I did. I think that's what we did, Yes. Yeah. yeah. And now you have to have your driver's. Again, the voter ID thing is not a big deal, I don't think, for most people. But for some people, it is. But I was thinking the last time I went to vote, like, did we just sign the book? That's yeah. so Yeah, I, and I used to be amazed there. But in the future, I have really come to believe that we all need to have a QR code tattooed on, on our arm, like right near our wrist. And if we had that QR code then it all sorts of things. If we go to the doctor, you know, where they give you the clipboard with the eight <laughs> forms that you have to fill out, I don't think so. Scan my QR code. And if we can do that at restaurants for menus, we can do that for our personal information. Well, that is frightening. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> all okay. right, John. We'll Bye. save that. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.